Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Uh, we're opening up differently today. Of course, we've got uh, my wonderful diversity hire, producer Andrea. Uh, but we also have here today uh, my, my, my brother in Christ, uh, Andrew Serafini, Pastor Andrew Serafini, uh, Light Dub Ministries. Andrew is, I mean, I don't know what to say about the guy. That's just one of the nicest, most genuine, decent people I've ran across. Uh, yeah, I met Andrew uh, through Andrea and through uh, his mom, Dr. Judy Mikovitz, who uh, needs no introduction. We all know her, uh, you know, and uh, Andrew and Judy are working very hard on a lot of things, uh, including cancer, including, uh, yeah. you know, the health issues for the post-jab world that we live in. Um, just all these different things, right? Uh, and they're they're doing incredible work. Andrew's also working with one of my favorite churches. He's he's you know getting the word out. He's uh, he's just doing amazing things. And so uh, Andrew, I'm super honored you're here with us today. I'm super excited to talk with you, and uh, to really kind of just just get your word out there. I mean, I got to come out and t- uh, speak at your church, Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City here uh, a few weeks back and it was awesome uh it was and and i joke about this because every time i go to california i'm like why in god's name would you want to live (laughs) it was the first spot i've gone to in california that i was like oh this is i see now yeah it, it was it's beautiful there's good people it didn't smell like an armpit uh i mean just a beautiful beautiful place and the church was awesome uh, you know, I mean, just just spectacular. So, so, how are you doing? What's happening out there? How how are you surviving, California? What's going on? How just what's happening in general? Um, it's it's so good to be with you both Uh-oh. this morning for coming out. Uh, did we lose you? Nope. We just for a second, but we're good now. Okay. Okay. Good. Hopefully, we won't have too many too many technology issues this morning, but. Uh, just so thankful for your presence and coming out to support, you know, Tina Peters, Charlita Bassett, what you guys are doing to advance truth, uh, to put the right people in office, to push back, right, on what the enemy's trying to do in this country. Um, I'm just, I feel like I'm amongst great company this morning. So thank you for having me on the show this morning. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Dr. Judy. Dr. Judy's my godmother. We've been doing this a long time, right? Started in autism, started in other fields of, of you know, science and, and health. Um, and have really done our best to uh, advance truth and to provide access, right, to, to uh, you know, different modalities and therapeutics that are being blocked by our, our three-letter agencies. Really, the, the corruption, you know, in science and medicine, it's been uh, a mission, right? And, and ultimately, my, my mom was a casualty of bad medicine in 2012, and that's kind of where the passion started for me. Uh, she was over-medicated by her doctor and uh, happy one day and gone the next, right? And so I started to look into what was happening in medicine and health. Um, and connecting with Dr. Judy in 2014, it was just like a familial motherly bond. I mean, there's there's it's a, there's a longer story there, um, but to be able to support her, right, and her mission, the books, the things that she's been able to do. I mean, on top of all the censorship, it's it's been an exercise in resilience, 
but it's also been an exercise, right? And 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 the the reward of doing something meaningful, of having purpose, right? And I feel that's why we're so joined together in many ways, is because we're walking out what God purposed us to do in this hour. Well, he he has he he's he's given us a lot of purpose, and yeah, I know it's kind of a personal story, Andrew. But uh, one of the things that I found really inspirational about you is is the way that you found God. Uh, I mean, would you mind talking a little bit about that? I think people would love to hear about that. Yeah, you know, I I, I gave my my life to the Lord many many years ago when I was when I was young, and over uh, the last basically twenty years before uh, you know two thousand sixteen is really when I rededicated my life to the Lord and gave everything. Right, it was constantly running the other direction, or there was things that would come into my life, and and found myself in a spot where my health had failed after my mom, you know, had passed away and my, I was getting these like large blood clots in my legs and, and the Lord was constantly trying to get my attention. Um, and I ended up on, you know, tremendous amounts of pain medicine. I, I really should be a casualty of the opioid epidemic. There's no doubt in my mind, I'm here only by his grace. Uh, and so my, I want my life to represent a connection and purpose to what God is doing in the earth, but so very thankful, right, to be released and redeemed from addiction, re- be released and redeemed from uh, an epidemic that's that crushed 104,000 people last year alone, yeah. right, this opioid epidemic. And so really my, my life is a, is a servant model, right, and I want my life to, to, to be met with well done good and faithful servant. And so what that means is what he calls me to do. And oftentimes those are hard things, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, it's it's in that uh, in the challenge and in the purpose where we, we, when we get to the end of ourselves is where God really shows up, right? And so there's right. a deep, deep connection to just being released and being free uh, from those things and being able to walk in the freedom of what God created us to do. Well, and this is something that I want to stress. And so for me, this is a huge thing, right? So, I mean, I'm a lawyer, so there's a real question about whether I even have a soul. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, the God that I follow is the God of the sinner, not the God of the saint. I mean, you know, right. every saint's good, but the God of the sinner, the guy who redeems the sinner. And I th- I so admire you for overcoming the opiate epidemic and, 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 and what you did on that. And I really want to stress, see, this is the thing that everybody needs to understand. And the thing that inspires me most about you, I'm not perfect. You provide hope for me, right? Uh, when I see people who are imperfect, like myself, I see people who struggle in life and it's not bad people, right? Uh, even good people, the opioid epidemic is a great, great story because, or illustration, not a great story, but it's a great illustration because you've got big pharma doing what big pharma does. They lie, they cheat, they, they, they manipulate. And as long as they're making their money, they don't care who dies. They don't care who gets sick. They don't care about the cost. And in fact, the sicker you get, the better because the more of their product that they sell. So they push opioids. They get people addicted. They break them down. We're seeing all this stuff come out about the mental health stuff, Zoloft. Um, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I was addicted to Zoloft for a lot of years. I quit. I quit it. It was a very, you know, and I'll tell you the side effects. When I went on, my doctor said, oh, it'll make your life better. It'll help you. It'll this, that, and other. You'll be more even. You'll be able to. Well, I went off. I had side effects for for, for a long time, um, st- you know, and I will tell you that these mental health drugs are very addictive. I can say yes. firsthand, and just like the opiates, but this is what big pharma does. They put stuff out, 
And at the time, I had no idea because you know, I didn't know how corrupt Big Pharma is, but they put it out based on false studies. They put it out based on misleading science. Follow the science. You can't follow the science if you're following Big Pharma because they corrupt it. That's right. So they put this out. They screw with people. People get addicted. They get this. They get that. And they're good people who aren't necessarily uh, with the opioid epidemic. We saw a lot of people productive, good citizens, hardworking, good people, not your drug dealer on the corner. Yes. Not the guy that we all like to look down on, right? So we see the homeless guy on the corner. Everybody likes to look down at him. Oh, that drug addict, right? But the opioid epidemic, even the playing field, right? Because you saw doctors and lawyers and, and you know all sorts of good people. And guess what? An addict's an addict's an addict. Yes. In America, we like to we like to distinguish whether you have money by determining whether you're a drunk or an alcoholic. You know, a rich guy's an alcoholic, the, the poor guy's a drunk. But at the end of the day, the opioid epidemic had everybody. And yeah. just like the mental health drug epidemic that we're having now that nobody's talking about. And for those that are strong enough to break free of that, there's a lot of admiration. But in terms of faith, one of the things that I admire most is the opportunity when you make mistakes for forgiveness. So all of these things kind of contribute and uh, to, to developing who we are and what we do. And so I admire the hell out of you for your courage and your strength. And the fact that you took what you learned and have been helping others is, is incredible. It's incredible. So, Amen. Um, you know, thank you for that too, Tom. I'm just going to say that, you know, God works for the good in, in all things, right? And so what, what my past used to be as a liability is now an asset, right? God gives us an anointing yeah. when we overcome those things to bring people through them, right? To be a source of hope, to be a source of strength for those. Yeah. And I did a, some deep level work on Zoloft and Paxil and, and those medicines are the, the only two approved medicines for PTSD. I'm a, I'm a veteran. And as I started yeah. to look at these medicines and what they were giving away at the VA, I mean, just like gumballs at the end, gumball yeah. machines. There's more than 50 suicidal uh, or, or international warnings for suicidal ideations with those two yeah. medicines, right? So we yeah. the big pharma push. Uh, and we wonder we, why all of our vets are killing each other themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 true. It's a tragic travesty to see what big pharma is doing. Uh, to it's a, it's a smoke and mirrors. It's all been mirage. This is not medicine. It never yeah. has been. Well, and in light of you know, we just had Tucker Carlson's recent interview with uh, the the Big Pharma insider, where he said, "Hey, you know, it's an inside secret. Big Pharma advertises so heavily with the news that the news won't report anything on them. It's a well known insider secret. This is what they do. They own the media. They own it. They do this intentionally. There's no question about it. They own it. They do it to manipulate people, and that's that's what's going on. And you know, when we look at this in light of co what occurred with COVID, all COVID was was an escalation of, of a very tried and true mechanism. I mean, they controlled the media through their advertising dollars and everything else. They controlled their media through their partners in the government who are corrupt. And uh, so, you know, COVID, they were able to spread fear, promote the idea that people need these unsafe, ineffective uh, gene therapy drugs that are not vaccines, but they call them that. And uh, this was just a continuation. I mean, this was an evolution of the marketing that's already in place, right? Uh, drum up fake studies that lie. And then basically, you know what this is, because y'all are out west, right? Yeah, Yuba City there. Producer Andrea's in Reno. Uh, you guys are cowboy country, right? So this is quite literally... Uh, the evolution of a snake oil salesman, right? The snake oil salesman, you know, from the old West days, you know, you got the 
the the pharmacist working out of his wagon and uh, he's selling you something whatever he's selling you is going to make you sick and then he's going to sell you the cure for it so uh, you know i mean but that's big pharma they're just uh, rockefeller and his crew uh, realized uh, uh, you know a century or so ago that if they could uh, could formalize and legitimize the snake oil salesman tactics that they could uh, they could control the world with it and they've been doing so ever since that's so true so true. And I just want to say thank you to you too, Tom, you know, as looking back over some of our, uh, you know, different um, press releases and things, I think you referred to yourself as a reluctant leader at one point. And if it weren't yeah. for your leadership, right, and, and stepping up as an attorney, pushing back on these mandates, I actually was with patient zero in California with this whole COVID nonsense. And it happened to be a friend of mine's dad. And we watched oh. him for six weeks six weeks be put on ventilators, an ECMO machine, which is the most advanced type of, of uh, life support in the hospital and turn it into an yeah. economic engine, right? It all started with go home and come back when you're turning blue. And so if yeah. it weren't for, for you and, and I don't, and there's been very few legal representatives or attorneys that have stepped up and to step up to a giant like Big Pharma, it takes a big giant man like Tom Renz uh, to, to, to fill those shoes. So I just want to say thank you publicly and for all the work that you're doing. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Well, it's my honor. I mean, on a personal level, I didn't want this. I didn't know what I was doing when I got into it. Um, I didn't realize how big the fight was. And, uh, you know, it, it was very much uh, with a lot of reluctancy that I, I did what I did. Um, I was honored to fight for God, but, you know, it was, a, it was, a, it was certainly just not what I envisioned. But um, so... You know, we look at this uh, this big pharma thing. You mentioned you were with patient zero. So you've seen this. Every COVID patient was an economic engine, as you described. I love that term, by the way. Uh, and they were used to generate an obscene amount of money for these hospital systems as they went through the, the death industry. I mean, it was, it was maximized. I mean, the hospitals did the same thing all over the country between uh, nine days and two weeks. Uh, typically, and sometimes up to 20 days, you would go into a hospital and you'd be put through various protocols. It would take you from a healthy person that had a, a germ to a healthy person that was becoming unhealthy with uh, medication-induced organ failure, uh, lung damage through forced ventilation and all these different things, and eventually to death. Yes. Uh, palliative care where you were, you were literally murdered with palliative care. Um, so this is a really interesting thing, right? Uh, the, de the death protocols are very real. And, you know, you, you saw this firsthand. And, you, you know, you and Judy, uh, with, with the background that you two have, had some really interesting perspective on this. I mean, you guys are speaking out from this early on. What, you tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's really how our ministry started. We started Light of Ministries, which is a private membership association. So we really had to learn how to be creative to be able to offer the things that are safe and effective for helping heal people. And so using what was happening and, and starting to see, like even the Academy of, of Physicians and Surgeons was outlining what they were incentivizing as a positive COVID test, you know, getting them on a ventilator, 20% bump if they had remdesivir. I'm starting to see the incentive, incentivization, right, of, of what they're doing as far as a standard of care. Uh, but that's what really launched the ministry. So we started to provide access to safe therapies like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, budesonide, connecting with people like Dr. Bartlett and others that were really part of this and, and exposing what things were really working. Um, and that's really where this, you know, kind of started was in the hospitals and seeing what was happening to friends of ours that weren't were going in and not coming back out. 
right? And so yeah. we see this now four years later, and we see the the, the casualties from all the injections, the the, the continued deception and, and and corruption in medicine. At least there's now we're awake to it. More of us are awake to it, and we're pushing back on the things I think are going to truly make a difference to turn this thing around. We are, and I want to talk more about the fight right now in a couple minutes. Though I mean, I'm going to shift up, and I want to talk about cancer and some of the, the results. I mean, you know, as they've done this, you know, the result. Yeah, they've they've ended up successfully pushing a poison gene therapy into the veins of many people around the world who are now dealing with the after effects. You know, whether it be the heart issues, uh, the neurological issues, the autoimmune issues, the turbo cancers, all these different things. Uh, but before I get into that, uh, you know, just as kind of a final house cleaning in this, you know, it was it was seeing you know i mean judy lost people close to her i know you lost people close to you through this covid murder cycle and uh you know that much like me much like other people you know seeing what was happening was what actually motivated us to fight and uh you guys have done ever since so so you got light dove ministries and you guys are out pushing for health generally and fighting for health generally um, tell us a little bit more about that. And then I want to get into the cancer stuff and the, the results. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, really with what I think is missing from medicine and, and is, is the spiritual component, right? That's such, how does a physician, you go to somebody and, and, and really look at the spiritual side of things. I mean, that's really where the majority of disease comes from. And so light of ministry is not only providing access to some of the safer therapeutics, but really focusing on how do we, how do we get in and help heal the spirit and the soul of a person, right? So we yeah. do a lot of work with, you know, discipleship and prayer groups and, and really, you know, helping communities, um, much of it's connected to chronic illness, right? That's sort of our focus is helping people get out of suffering and into a place of, of safety. And, and then when you change one person, you can change the entire family, which can in, in fact change an entire community, that ripple effect. And so that's really what our ministry stands for. One is to provide access and transparency uh, in products and understanding what works, uh, education, but really focused on biblical healing, understanding how we can, you know, anxiety and depression and mental illness is running rampant, is running rampant, right? And how do we provide yeah. solutions to that? It's not in the Xanax, it's not in a Klonopin. No. Uh, it's coming alongside people, loving them back to life. And, and, and much like the opioid epidemic and being set free from that, we, you know, we grab hands with people and we walk them through that. We don't just say, oh, here's a prescription and you're off and running. Let's come yeah. alongside you, right? And we'll walk through this together. And I think yeah. that's what's real, what we need in this country more than anything to create unity is come alongside each other rather than competing against each other, unite with one another and collaborate rather than compete. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a huge deal. And I think it is a, a critically overlooked component of healthcare. You know, so much of healthcare, particularly mental health, well, it's a, it's a medical diagnosis and you can take this pill. For, no, you can't. Yeah, I can't. I mean, listen, people survived. Yeah, they didn't have antidepressant medication until you know, the last few decades. Uh, I'm pretty sure humanity survived a lot of centuries without mental health medication. Uh, and a lot of people managed to deal with it. And you know, I, there, a lot of this can be done. The whole field of psychology is based on the fact that our brain is a self-healing thing. And when you start bringing God into the mix, it really becomes effective. So I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, all right. So, folks, go to TomRenz.com. We just relaunched. We've got a brand new pretty website. Thanks to Frankie, the short stack Rodriguez. Uh, we, it's all polished and pretty. 
Uh, producer Andrea had a huge hand in this. They did a wonderful job. They made it almost look like I know what I'm doing. So go to TomRens.com, support us there, check out our new books. Uh, the 404 series, we got the newest one. It's thicker, right? It's uh, it's the COVID fight, why it matters, and other essays. It's thicker. It's got some really interesting and useful things in terms of how to fight back. Uh, we're getting ready to launch a whole bunch of new stuff. So go to timeruns.com, support us there, support the Time Run Show, the America Out Loud Network, and all of the places we're at. Uh, thanks for listening. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use Cofix RX because it works. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. So let's talk about uh, cancer, neurological issues, everything else, right? Yeah. Uh, the vaccines are out there. Uh, they've poisoned, according to recent survey, probably 70% of America with them. And, you know, if we, I, the good news is, is probably, I would say, well less than 50% of America has gotten more than one dose. But, you know, even if you got one dose, uh, it's an issue, right? It's, it's yeah. an issue. So uh, the side effects. Uh, we talked about this in 2021. I know I did. Sherry Tenpenny did. I know you and uh, Judy did. You know, these vaccines, we knew from the beginning, were going to cause exactly what the FDA said they would cause, because I've got the paperwork. Neurological mm -hmm. issues, autoimmune issues, uh, cancers, all these things. They knew this was going to happen. They pushed them anyways, and they did it intentionally. And yes. they're getting ready to do it again with disease X. Another another disease that they're creating in a lab. I, I've got, according to my intel, it's already created. They know what it's going to be and how they're going to release it. Um, and we've got Project Next Gen, which Biden's investing a whole bunch of money into the whole next generation of these poisons, along with Operation Moonshot, where Biden is using your money to create more gene therapies to fix the gene therapies that they've already given you. Jesus. Um, Andrew. Uh, you and Judy are probably at the forefront of understanding the science. And the, I mean, for God's sakes, uh, you know, I'd like to think that I'm a relatively smart guy. 
uh, when Judy speaks, <laughs> I, I, it's like, I, I mean, I need to record it and replay it 18 times and look up half the words to understand. Uh, I, I mean, I talk to smart people all over the place and, uh, but she's special level. And, yeah. uh, and I know part of your job, which goes to how, how brilliant you are. Right. So my dad was a scientist and part of my job was translating for him. Um, yeah. And I know that you spend a lot of time translating for Judy because uh, when Judy dumbs it down, you only need two PhDs to understand. What you're saying. Um, and, uh, you know, I know you spend a lot of time on that. So what have you two found? Uh, and thankfully for the audience, you know, they, they can actually understand it when you explain it. Um, wh what have you guys been finding in terms of risks, issues? What, what are you seeing with these, these non-vaccine gene therapy poisons? Well, one of the, I guess one of the positive things in all of this, right, is the, the solutions that have come from a tragedy, right? So yeah. we started servicing vaccine injury in March of 2021. Uh, when they actually started rolling them out, the Mayo Clinic started sending us their physicians that they force vaccinated and anesthesiologists. And so we started to see very early on, uh, you know, heart attacks, strokes, people losing their balance, falling downstairs, really understanding there was nothing medicinal. Uh, about these injections and then yeah. started to see that it didn't even stop transmission, right? Yeah. And so what we're seeing now is really an explosion of autoimmune disease, uh, an explosion of different types of cancers and really trying to, to one, educate people on the nutritional aspects of this, right? The big, one of the biggest components of our health outside of the spiritual piece is understanding nutrition. And, and now with the foods being completely full of poison, um, many of them are, are actually being vaccinated. Uh, they're putting, you know, glyphosate and heavy metals, everything has, has been polluted. And so really the only predictable outcome is if you're growing it yourself uh, or you, you know the, the person who is, but understanding how we can start to heal and detox you know, uh, these poisons. And that brought us to like therapies, like even like chlorine dioxide, which was yeah. uh, a, a therapy that's been incredibly useful, right? To, to evacuate the graphene, to help bring oxygen into the blood and cells, looking at different ways to help heal the body from a, a simplistic way. And, and, and fortunately with what God has given us, most of these things, a lot of these therapies are free or they're pennies on the dollar, right? To make versus yeah. what's what we're getting at big pharma. Uh, but it's, 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 we are at a precipice now, Tom, and I, it's almost like I'm, I have to prepare my heart because there's been so much loss um, and there's been so much illness, right? And so it's just kind of acceleration of disease. As you mentioned, 70% of Americans have taken these injections, either one or two, some have taken more. Um, it's, it, now we're starting to see that catching up with people. And so we're, we're trying to get these you know, different protocols and different solutions out to people to understand that there's hope. Uh, where there is breath, there is hope, right? And so it's, uh, it's, it's working alongside Judy. It's been what we've done is really stood in the shadows, right? So Judy's out in front. We call her Wacka Judy, right? Because she can pop up and down, and she's yeah. she's uh, she's a fireball. And we yeah. were in the background creating, you know, the, the slides, kind of the support structure, um, you know, so Judy can continue to be the voice, and then we build behind her, right? So it's been a beautiful partnership in helping to bring hope and bring solutions uh, to well, a time where people desperately need them. Well, and so you know, I've got a I've done a little bit of homework. I mean, all these books back there are there for a reason. I actually read them. Um, so I've done a little bit of homework on this and, uh, I can tell you, you mentioned chlorine dioxide, um, that and about 50 other things all provide signals, right? So uh, what I want, if you're listening, I want you guys to understand this is how drugs are supposed to be is solutions. Healthcare solutions are supposed to be developed, right? So frequently, uh, you'll hear about someone who has 
cured someone using something, right? Chlorine dioxide is a great ex example. There are countless stories of chlorine dioxide being used to treat various aspects of COVID and, and the vaccines, et cetera, et cetera. When you start seeing those stories, if we didn't have a corrupt big pharma world, what they would do is they would say, statistically, this appears that there may be what's called a signal. Uh, at some point, it may even be anecdotal at some point, right? We've got, but we've got a lot of reports that this stuff is working. So what you do then is you, you run kind of a, a general study. And that study will st start to put numbers to the statistics. So chlorine dioxide, hey, we've got all these reports it's helping. Okay, so let's, let's, let's compile those and see what it looks like mathematically. If the numbers support a legitimate statistical signal, then you run a study. Maybe it's a cohort study. Maybe it's a this study. Maybe it's that. But it's a, one of the less expensive studies to see, well, how much correlation is there between the, the use of uh, chlorine dioxide and uh, whatever cure it's providing or sure. you're investigating, right? And so you do that and you then you then say, okay, this looks like uh, it justifies us, you know, uh, doing additional studies, right? So we do that, and uh, eventually, if the studies continue to progress and they continue showing uh, promise, you get to a point where you start running your very expensive double-blind clinical controlled trials, things like that. From there, you find out, okay, Yes, we can scientifically argue that chlorine dioxide does or does not help in certain instances. So that's how a drug should be developed. But, but, let me explain very clearly to you all that this is not what happens. For a, for a, a substance like chlorine dioxide that is very cheap and very accessible, they won't do these studies. It doesn't matter how strong the signals are, they won't study it. Yeah. The reason they won't study it is because pharma knows everybody can get chlorine dioxide. That's they right. can't sell it to you for $10,000 a pill. So they don't want you to use it. So they won't study it. So then the FDA says, well, we have no data to support that chlorine dioxide does anything. And that's mm -hmm. true. They don't because they won't fund the studies. Now, what's worse is Anthony Fauci, before he stepped down, controlled what studies were funded and which weren't. Uh, his replacement is now controlling what studies are funded and which weren't. And what you've got to understand is that those studies that are being funded by our federal government are not based on statistical signals. They're based on what big pharma can make money off of. Yes. Because of the corruption in our federal government. So when when you were talking about that, it's something I think is really important. And that is, at the core, the reason, and I'm going to just say this, and I know this is an extremely bold statement. So my wife has stage four metastatic breast cancer. Uh, we've, you know, we, we, we've... We've gone through a whole bunch of things on this. I have studied everything in the functional world, the integrative world, the traditional world. I've studied everything you can study on this. The reason that we pay fifty to hundred thousand dollars per treatment for chemo and for these alternative uh, and for these traditional mechanisms for cancer and have have uh, you know 
depends on the thing. So my wife is responding very well right now to her treatment, which is a combination of integrative care, uh, alternative care, and traditional chemo. We tried the pure, just for you guys that are listening, they're going to say, oh, I can't believe you're trying chemo. Mind your own damn business. But second of all, um, we tried we tried an all-alternative approach. It didn't work. It worked on some of her tumors, but not all of them. And so what we had to do is we had to integrate. So now the, what she's responding very well, and the doctors we have involved are brilliant, and I'm very excited about them. But what I can tell you from firsthand experience is there is absolutely a role for alternative medicine, and it does work in many cases. We experience that. The problem is, and Andrew, I want you to tell me whether you disagree or not with me. The problem is, is that when you look at cancer, there are tons of different types of cancer. Even within breast cancer, they break it down by three categories. The, is the cancer HER2 uh, positive? Is it estrogen positive? And is it progesterone positive? Meaning, does it have receptors for those three chemicals? And which of those uh, types of cancer receptors are available determine what type of breast cancer, what type of treatment? Now, there are a ton of great alternatives out there. Uh, there's vitamin B17, there's Benben, there's ivermectin, there's uh, a number of cannabino- cannabinoids, which Andrew's an expert in. Uh, yes. There's all these different things out there. The problem is, is that there, because no one will spend a damn dime to determine what's going to fix which type of cancer that doesn't cost $100,000 a treatment, I don't know for sure. There's a gap in the knowledge. Yes. And what we need to do, I'm going to make a statement I could view to be extremely bold. I believe that the cure for cancer is is out there. I believe further that that just by doing the right studies, we could actually increase the survivability rate on cancer by a dramatic amount. Absolutely. What cannabinoid to use on which cancer and at what time and at what dosage? And let's lay that out because we know, and I'm, I, my follow-up question is going to be for you to comment on this. Um, we know certain types of cannabinoids impact certain types of cancers in certain ways. What we don't know, to my knowledge, and, may, and Andrew will be the expert on this, is we don't have the proper scientific studies to link them entirely in the way that we can with certain other things. If pharma gave a damn about people, instead of taking the billions and billions of dollars that are given every year to breast cancer research and other research and putting it all into these gene therapy drugs and other poisons, they would look at existing things with strong signals. They'd figure out how and when to apply them, and they would apply them properly so that we could cure, we could, we could see cures and survival rates skyrocket immediately if this absolutely and i'm not discounting chemo there's a time and a place for it i'm not just we're using it i'm not discounting antigen therapies we're using it i'm saying that there's a lot more out there and we're throwing away half of the good opportunities because we refuse to support people who are looking at anything other than things that make big pharma rich Andrew, what do you think about that? And tell me a little bit about the cannabinoids, because you've had great success with that. 
Well, you, you, you've hit the nail on the head in so many ways, Tom. And ultimately, even with like chlorine dioxide, they did a major study in, in, in Africa, you know, and, and yep. cured malaria in four hours, 100% success rate and went yep. to, to actually submit the data and they wouldn't even take it. Right? They just kicked it off. Yep. Um, but understanding, you know, that, that, that the body needs certain things, right? Nutritionally and the largest lock and key receptor system in the body is the, what's called the endocannabinoid system. And it has a profound interaction with cannabinoids. So when we look at different types of cancers, whether it's breast or prostate or pancreatic, whatever it might be, understanding that there's acidic variations and active cannabinoids. And when there's the proper matrix of dosing with nutrition plus lifestyle factors, we see very profound outcomes, positive outcomes. But it's been very challenging, right? Even as a pastor, people are like, well, how are you in cannabis? I can tell you the trend of medicine that we have found in cannabis. I had, I had to actually have a come to Jesus meeting literally on this subject. And what the Lord spoke to me into my heart was, was when I was the son of man, when I was on the earth, I had compassion on the people and healed the sick. And this is a tool and a, uh, when it's used effectively as a tool to help heal people. It's been pushed out of medicine by Rockefeller. Uh, we saw this in the twenties and thirties, and that's really what's controlled the medicinal pathway moving forward has been the Rockefeller gangster, right? It's it's how yeah. you patent and control. And that's ultimately what this has all been about is how do I patent the medicines? They've learned how to patent food. Now they want to patent people. I mean, this is a, a continued cycle of deception and corruption, but ultimately it's in the natural therapies. And if we did have a concerted effort around looking at observational studies, looking at IRBs and ways that we can advance this research in a meaningful way, there is no doubt in my mind that we would have a, a, a consistent cure for cancer, depending on th there's no limitation. There's really no limitation. That goes for every other disease as well. Well, and let's not overlook what the, the, one of the most important things you said there, the Rockefellers. So the Rockefeller Foundation, who I have whistleblower data on an immense amount of whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. I have gigabytes of data from them, from some whistleblowers. And uh, I'm going to tell you that the Rockefeller Foundation, who, by the way, will have a uh, response meeting after we talk about them here, because that's what they do. We have that data on y'all too. Um, the Rockefeller Foundation uh, was involved in the initial project that we believe was led to the creation of SARS-CoV-2. So EcoHealth Alliance announced in their partnership uh, uh, announcement when they were creating SARS-CoV-2 that uh, the Rockefeller Foundation was one of the partners. And that's an interesting thing because they are a behind the scenes partner on an immense amount of this. I mean, they're pulling yes. a lot of strings. They are one of the one of the heads of the snake, I would say. I mean, you know, they're they're very much uh, an evil empire. And if you want to understand, you know, how this is happening, you got to look at how groups like that are funding. By the way, uh, just FYI, also listed in uh, that announcement as partners for the research that we think resulted in the, the creation of SARS-CoV-2, and we have a court case to back it up, uh, was uh, Metabiota. And at the time, Hunter Biden, uh, through Rosemont Seneca, was invested in Metabiota. So just just saying, guys, um, I know that's, you know, that's clearly, it, clearly Hunter Biden didn't make any money off of the creation of SARS-CoV-2, or did he? But I guess we don't know because Jim Jordan and the good Republicans won't actually investigate that. Mm -hmm. I'm curious why. Um, so it, can you imagine, Andrew, I actually mentioned that in Congress and no one followed up with me on it. I actually mentioned the Republicans in Congress did not follow up on me when I mentioned that Hunter Biden may have made money off the creation of SARS-CoV-2. I can't even. Mind blowing. 
Uh, you know, just in case you wonder about the uniparty. It's unbelievable. I mean, to see what's happening to President Trump right now and to see that nobody connected to this Epstein madness. No one's gone to jail. Like it's no. like the, everything is reversed and flipped upside down. Right. No. And, and, and to see, you know, the like Rockefeller and the Rockefeller Foundation control medicine for this long. I mean, even the doctors that are working in that system, I just to me, it's like, how do how have you let this go so far? And then to be incentivized to actually be killing people. And I say yeah. that boldly because it's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. Well, and yeah, I want to, by the way, uh, it's interesting that as soon as I started talking about the Rockefeller Foundation, a whole bunch of eyes dropped off this video. Clearly nothing going on there. Um, uh, I, that was this, a total coincidence. This, this broadcast has been one of the strangest live streams I've seen, honestly. I'm, I'm engaging in our Rumble chat and our Twitter chat, and it's very interesting to see the numbers fluctuating and yeah, People I want to recommend that if you're watching this, make sure you're sharing this because we're talking Please about some things. I mean, you t I'll tell you, the bad guys do not want no. any of my work out there. They do not want any of Judy or Andrew's work out there. And you know, put, mm -hmm. them to, put them together. Uh, this has been really, there are a number, so I, I'm a numbers guy and I always watch the analytics as we do things. And I'm just going to tell you all, if you're watching this, hit share. Because for some reason, the analytics are not following. There's nothing sensible about what's going on it, here. It usually, I mean, usually our live streams will just grow. You know, it's 20, 40, 100, 200. We've yeah. gone from 100 down to 20, back up again and all over. So um, yeah. there's some interesting things happening right now. Yeah, clearly, mm -hmm. clearly. Uh, the devil doesn't want you two working together, so. Well, the, the Rockefeller Foundation definitely doesn't want their name out there. And so I'm going to keep talking about the Rockefeller Foundation and their connection to Big Pharma. Rockefeller. I'll, I'll hashtag some Rockefellers. The Rockefeller Foundation seeming investments into the project that resulted in the creation of SARS-CoV-2. Um, you know, I, I don't know, guys. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how those... Uh, I, I wish I could sit in their their response meeting. I have a bunch of their stuff. Uh, yeah, they, Alex Jones is is always on their radar because he's talked about him a lot. And uh, like I said, and I'm I'm saying this, and I'm not giving them any specifics, but I, I bring that up because since I have the whistleblower data from their stuff, mm -hmm. um, I just want them to know that I got it. This, yes. is like a little, this is me like just just waving and saying, guys, got some I'm stuff on to on you. Uh, and by the way, most of it's offline. You can't find what I got. You're just going to have to guess. So the lawsuit will be coming. Um, anyways, uh, you got to have fun, brother. <laughs> you if do. you can't taunt the devil, if you can't taunt the devil, what can you do? Uh, by the way, support us at TomRens.com, the Tom Renz Show, the America Out Loud Network. Support Andrew's work, Light Dove Ministries. Uh, help us get the word out, the America Out Loud Network, Tom Renz Show, and TomRenz.com. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans.
America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Let's let's talk uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about cancer, uh, a little bit more about cancer, I guess. So, you've had some success using some of the. And by the way, isn't it isn't it amazing? Uh, cannabis in general, anything related to to THC, marijuana, hemp, cannabis. This whole thing has been just. There's been a war on it for decades. Yes, and. Um, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I don't know that in my mind, there's a whole lot different from someone who who gets high on marijuana versus someone who drinks too much beer. But in the Christian community, particularly, there's kind of this oh, uh, don't talk about don't talk about marijuana. Well, I don't. I mean, listen. What's the difference whether you're drunk or you're high? Marijuana doesn't strike me as a whole lot more addictive than alcohol. And so what's the difference, right, um, to my mind? Now, but more importantly than that, if there's medicinal value to marijuana or to marijuana derivatives or hemp or any of these things, shouldn't we be looking into that? I mean, you know, it, it's I'm not the whole I'm not in the whole. Well, if it grows in the ground, it's natural. So it's good uh, camp because there's a lot right. of things that grow in the ground that aren't good. But but if there are statistical and, and scientific signals that there's medical value to it, we ought to be supporting it. And you guys have found a lot of that. I mean, so let's talk about this. What, you know, you're using various uh, various cannabinoids in in treatment of some of these things, and you're seeing success. How's that going? What tell? Give me some stories. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's really been nothing short of miraculous. And when we talk about safety, right, you mentioned alcohol and cannabis. Alcohol has about a 30% rate of addicting people, where cannabis has about a 9% rate of having a psychological addiction. There's not a, a, a physical dependency. So just looking at the safety alone, there's never been a death from cannabis, and there never will be, because the receptors don't exist in the brainstem where you can have an interaction with a cardiorespiratory event. And so when we onboard cannabinoids, and we do it very uh, strategically, um, one is looking at the the health outcomes, right? And so we kind of my entry point into this was prostate cancer. We started to see these very early on, um, and and we'd, we would get people on ninety day protocols, and we were watching PSA numbers drop through the floor. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And this was like my first exposure to cannabis over ten years ago, almost ten years ago. And so that's what really provoked me, right, to start looking deep into the research, starting to get you know certified and 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 having an understanding of how I can be a practitioner in this form of medicine. Um, and that's really from that that experience in prostate cancer and then looking at all the other different health protocols that we've been able to establish first, you know, looking at the 27,000 plus studies on cannabis showing its apoptotic function, which drives cancer cell death. It's called programmed cell death. Um, it helps with so many different aspects because when, when I think of cannabis and knowing it the way that I do, it's nutrition. You're giving the body what it needs to heal. Um, and so when we look at specific combinations of what they call major and minor cannabinoids, the major cannabinoids are THC and CBD. And there's a tremendous synergy with those two cannabinoids. And what's really interesting and what people don't know is our bodies make what's called endocannabinoids. And THC mimics a compound that our body makes called anandamide. Anandamide is what you feel when you're in the gym and you're hitting it hard and you feel really good. The release of that chemical in, in combination with endorphins is what's being really is called anandamide. In fact, that's what nursing mothers deliver to their baby when they're breastfeeding is anandamide that keeps them in that state of bliss, right? When they're when they're suckling with when they're breastfeeding. So when we, if it's really about education. And if, if why has this been so corrupted? Why do we look back over the last hundred years and see what's happened to canna, you know, cannabis and cannabinoid medicine? It, that's what really provoked me further, right? Because now I know why, why, is there, why is there so much attention? Why have they tried to run this out of town? And you start to really look at the genesis of where a lot of this started with the, the Rockefeller push. That's yeah. the primary thing they went after in the 20s. And then, of course, the, the Marijuana Tax Act in, the, in 1937. And we've seen an evolution in the wrong way. However, the explosion now that we're seeing across the country with almost 40 states that are having medical cannabis programs. What's really yeah. interesting as we were talking about the opioid epidemic early on is that we're now seeing a 20 to 25 to 30% reduction in opioid overdoses because people are managing their pain more effectively. They're getting off of these very dangerous medicines and getting onto, yeah. onto therapies that actually heal and restore the body. That's exactly what cannabis does. Well, and that's, that's an amazing, you know, to me, this is something that, Boy, I got to tell you, Andrew, uh, five years ago, I wouldn't have had this conversation. Yeah. I would have said, I would have said, I'm sorry, you're nuts. Get off my first. But here's the thing. I would have also said vaccines are safe. What do you mean they're not safe? Exactly. I would have said, no, there's no way in America, in a constitutional republic, that they can lock us down and that we, you know, lock us in our, they, oh, they can't make us wear a mask. I just said a lot of things five years ago that I wouldn't say today. And I want to pose this to my brothers and sisters, especially some of my more conservative brothers and sisters in Christ who are out there telling me, the people who, who, who message me when I say I raise a beer to something, they tell me beer is evil, I, which, by the way, I don't give a damn. I'm still going to raise a beer. Um, 
I do my best. If the worst thing I do is drink a beer now and then, well, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah I'll be <laughs> honest. Um, trust me, I do a lot worse than that. So, for those of you that that have a hard time and want to say marijuana is evil, beer is evil, everything's evil, everything's evil. Okay, let me ask you something. Did you think that they could lock you down? Did you think that they would do these vaccines? Did you think all this was going to happen? See, what I've come to the conclusion, or what I've concluded over time is this. All of these different things, all the stuff we're seeing, all the stuff we're experiencing, these are things that, in all honesty, folks, uh, they're things... If pharma's telling me don't, if the government or the media is telling me don't, the first thing I think we need to do is check and see why we should. Yes. Right? Every time the government, it's one thing if they're like, yeah, you know, we don't know. This doesn't seem real good. But when they take a real hard line on something that has a lot of evidence that it works, and they're like, oh, it's absolute tripe, and they start throwing the evidence out, they're not even looking at it. That's your first sign that they're lying. Yes. And there's a lot of science out there suggesting that a lot of alternative uh, health solutions out there, including cannabis, have a great deal of benefit. Now, if you take a medicine and one of the side effects, if, uh, uh, you know, say an opioid, is it makes you high as a kite. You, and you don't think that that's evil, how can you then tell me that marijuana, if it makes you high for a little bit, but also cures something legitimately or helps with something legitimately, how can you tell me that's evil? Yeah. It, we've got it's, it. been, it's that we've been lied to. It's what he's been talking, Dandrew's been talking about is this like psyop against marijuana and these, these healing properties. You know, they tried to make it seem like it was heroin, you know. Yeah. Yes. They did. So, so that's the thing is it's a lie. So now you've got people who said, well, this isn't a drug because my doctor prescribes it and I go to the pharmacy and they tell me what it's all about and then I take it. So it's not a yeah. drug, but the <clears throat> drug, you know, so it's become this, like, again, you make it taboo, you make it a street drug, you make it look like it's heroin, you, you make it illegal. I mean, there was a time when they made alcohol illegal too. So because your doctor and the big hospital prescribed it to you, doesn't mean it's not a drug and doesn't mean it's healing you. Yeah, I would. And you mentioned too, Andrea, that you know cannabis sits in a Schedule One category with heroin. It means it has no medicinal value and has a high propensity for addiction. Two bold-faced lies, right? And so judgmental, you know. And you mentioned the church or the Christian community. Uh, it's evil until their son or daughter is, is seizing, and they can't find certain, you know, solutions or curative strategies in allopathic medicine, or the cancers they're not being cured, or they can't. That's where the, most people end up, and then they have to get educated, and they go, "Oh my God, I wish I'd have gotten this. Should have been my first line of defense rather than my last line of defense, right?" Well, and I want to bring this up, right? So, Pastor Andrew, uh, stress on the pastor. I want to challenge us. We just saw that he gets us commercial during the Super Bowl. I want to propose this. They've been manipulating us through faith for a long time. Yeah. The only thing I believe is the word of the book, right? So I, I look I like my old King James version of the Bible. I like reading it and I like drawing my conclusions from what it says. It's the best way I can do it. I don't really trust a whole lot of what's out there. 
And you know, uh, I got to be honest with you. I don't really trust too much of what's happening in many places, but I think that we've got to really kind of be careful as Christians. And I say this to my Christian brothers and sisters. We've got to be careful. The number one thing that Christ taught us, put no God before your God. Number two thing was don't sin against the spirit and uh, treat others like you want to be treated. What I want other, uh, the way that I want to be treated by others is with love and respect when I'm doing right. And with a, a good firm reminder when I'm doing something wrong. Yes. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a, a kind of a foundational piece. If the, the Bible doesn't say marijuana is evil, it doesn't say, in fact, Christ actually created wine. That was his first miracle. Um, it doesn't say, listen, we, sh- we should do our best to be clean in thought, word, and deed. Yes. But uh, having a drink or, or using something with a medicinal value that's less addictive and less dangerous than, say, an opioid that grows in the ground was created by, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I got no issue with that. So I just challenge us to kind of look at this. Andrew, we got to wrap up here. The show, show's coming in. Please support Andrew, Life Dove Ministries. Please support all of his work. Um, I, I, I love the Church of Glad Tidings. I love uh, Dr. Judy. I hope people will support her. Support us at TomRens.com. Check out the new book, The COVID Foy, Why It Matters. Uh, and other essays, uh, support us, donate timeruns.com. And, and Andrew, thank you for coming on Tom Runs show, America out loud network. Any parting words? Well, thank you. Thank you as well, Tom. And, and you're right. I just want to, just want to implore people that we have to be curious. We cannot trust at blind value, um, and really press into the things that are being corrupted. Right. And if we can together rise up in courage, right, that's going to require some courage. It says that they'll know them by your fruit. Right. What fruit is being produced in our lives, especially in in the church community? Get plugged into a church that's active, one that didn't shut their doors. Right. You can see the fruit they stood because they have a, a calling and a mission right, to serve people. Um, but we've really got to find ways to unite in this country or on the precipice of some very dangerous things if we don't unite and stand. For what is right so thank you tom thank you producer andrew i just love you guys your family uh, i look forward to the fight ahead right i'll jump in a foxhole with you guys any day and just uh just great for the opportunity to be with you guys this morning we appreciate you my brother thank you all for watching we'll be back tomorrow